Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 99, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Sites, guys! Yeah! A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, September 12th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Watch Me Milk This Here Almond. Watch me melt, melt this here almond, courtesy of Ruthless Fudge, at Ruthless Fudge. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Tuscan days are crawling back to me, on my hands and knees I'm falling, how I yearn for you. Well, I'm stuck inside studio walls, these microphones can't hold my Stolen Tuscany, it's you that cheese is balling. Oh, I dream of you. Say the word, I'm hauling. Wow. Let me show <laughs> the side rolling hills of Chianti. Can't be wrong, feels so right. And I'll show the world it lovely. I just simply, I just simply. Must leave this pot behind me till then I'll just daydream and smoke weed. Woo! Um, Another uh, hot one. Guys. Another masturbatory, a.k.a. <laughs> for Miles Gray. I like how you're offering to tell the world about Italy because I feel like... Well, Italy, Italy needs somebody to tell the world about it. People people aren't aware. I do feel that some places do need an advocate. Yeah. Some places, um, you know, their beauty just can't be transmitted in conventional ways through print or video or, or advertising, sculpture, or art. Thousands of movies. Where am I? Uh, you're back. You're back in uh, the states. Sorry, you're stateside. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Sorry. You, um, you anyway, off. shout out to Christy Yamaguchi Maine for that one. Uh, for rapid response, aka I asked and I hath received. Uh, and uh, keep keep them coming. Who needs virtual reality when you can just be transported back to Italy with, uh, with a nickel with an back. AKA. <laughs> Nickelback AKA. Yeah, Nickelback is right, AKA. Miles, we're almost <clears throat> at season 100. <clears throat> Dude, somebody have my voice. Hold on. Oh my god. I may, this might oh have god. been it. This, oh god. This big Sean. Oh god. Big um, Sean. No, yeah. Wow. 100 weeks, huh? Yeah. 100, 100 weeks, man. 100 seasons. Another... Somebody realized online, they're like, I just realized that each week was a <laughs> season. I was like, welcome. They broke the code. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another milestone for us to <clears throat> basically ignore. Yeah. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian, Mr. Eli Olsborn. Hi, Olsberg. thank you for having me. <laughs> Olsborg. Happy to be here. Eli Olsborn. Hey, Olsborn. How are you? Berg, old man, I was just recently called. Yes. Uh, yeah, very recently. Started recording. I still haven't recovered. No, but we otherwise, I'm great. You're compensating very well with that Goosebumps t-shirt. Though. Thank you. And also, I have to say, uh, I'm never going to, I don't need to watch the Godfather trilogy anymore after that. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. yeah, yeah. It was That's so right. good. Yeah. Thank you. So much. Right back to the old country. Wow. <laughs> which which country is that for you? Uh, Canada. I did, not, I, I, I did not expect that one. Uh, okay. I was like, oh, which country is it? But uh, let's see. You know the old one. Yeah, the old. Well, did you guys ever see that Mad <clears throat> TV sketch where they did the Olive Garden commercial of the Italian family, nah. and they're like never-ending breadsticks, just like the old country. 
<laughs> I highly Just recommend like looking that on YouTube. I actually think that is the best commercial parody of all time. Damn. It is the Olive Garden Whoa. TV coming with the it, best. Truly. It, with a very young Ike Barinholtz oh, in the shit. lead. Hey. I didn't know he was a mad TV man. Yeah. A madman? Yes. Yeah, the original uh, madman. Isn't that what that show was about? Madman? Yeah, it was about, yeah, it was it was about, about the cast of Mad, the TV, cast of Mad TV, the first season, before and, Artie Lang. And, everybody. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then John Hamm, is, he's hiding that he's actually Alfred E. Newman. Right. right. Yeah, 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 the yeah, whole yeah. time. Uh, well, Eli, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, yes. we are going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. The big reveal, Apple uh, dropped the bomb on the world oh. uh, with... Some incremental improvements to their <laughs> yeah. phone and watches. Uh, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren, how she's polling, how the president is dealing with that polling. Uh, we're going to talk about John Bolton because he wanted to. He wants to make it messy. Uh, he did not want to go out make without, a scene. Make yeah. a scene. Uh, we're going to talk about another monopoly. Uh, Oof. Hey, yo, Hasbro. Hasbro's like done. You know done what? it again. People don't think we have a personality, and we want to let them know we do, and it's bad. Another one. Boom. Uh, Another terrible, terrible monopoly. We're going to talk about the vape wave, uh, because it's about to crash. We're going to talk about that Caroline Calloway essay, KFC's new continued marketing scheme of just being dumb as hell. Uh, so all hey, of Dumb as king in advertising. Plenty more. Uh, but first, Eli, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing <laughs> about who you are? The Caroline Calloway article. There it I, is. I oh. went down a super rabbit hole on that Did one. You? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I, I really was, I, I just saw the name kept coming up and I was like, this will eventually find its way to me as most things do if you're on social media. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I actually have to look this up now. And, but when the article came out and then I was just looking up everything I could about it and it made me very sad. It's, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, it's, yeah, uh, I feel it's like something. I was jumping the shark already. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I know. Hey, for those of you listening right now, uh, go read that piece. Yeah, it's really it actually, actually amazing. I mean, we could just get into it now, I guess, and go back or, to the... You want to save it for later? Let's save it for later. All you right, know, let's right. give people yeah, something a little to look dessert. forward to. Yeah, yeah it's just a teaser. Yeah. First, we're going to drag your belly through broken glass. It made me <laughs> happy. So we'll talk about uh, where where these different responses came from. What is something you think is overrated? Oh, I had a. Re- I don't remember if I talked about this last time. I, I think uh, food ordering apps. I'm. I'm done. Okay. All yeah, right. I, think you said that, is, yes. I did say that. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? I had a backup just in case. Good. It hasn't even come out yet. Disney Plus overrated. Wow. wow. Shots fired. Thumbs Shots fully down. fired. Over. Not subscribing. Um, you're not subscribing. Why? Philosophically opposed. The content. The content doesn't interest you. Yeah. No. No. Philosophically opposed. I oh, really okay. do. It's crazy to me. What's I, I, eventually? I'm probably gonna have to give in if there's something mm-hmm. I want to watch on there because right. I don't know what it, it really means for the Fox catalog yet. I mean, I know that like Disney also owns Hulu. Right. So and I have right. Hulu. So right. I subscribe. So I'm. It's a weird thing to have like this position where I'm like I'm anti Disney Plus, but. I have a Hulu Plus subscription. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's not like a high horse thing so much as like, I don't know. I it, it, I don't want to watch the Lion King reboot. Do you like there. Star Wars? It, enough, but right. not enough. But to, not enough to be excited about the Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or be like, I'm going to miss sense. the Mandalorian. I don't even know what the Mandalorian is. I guess that gives you an oh, idea. Oh, boy. Of like, it's a race of bounty hunters anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah that's it, right. It's, uh, it's a transformer yeah, yeah. that turns from a man, man to a DeLorean. DeLorean. Right, yeah. yeah. It's actually, that's, exactly. Why call it the Mandalorian? Why not call it, like, you know, Boba Fett life or whatever? Yes. <laughs> that Fett life. Fett life Boba dude. Fett life, baby. Yeah. 
Um, Hunter. <laughs> That's canon now. Bubba yeah. Fett life. But just more, is it because you just, Disney's kind of takeover of the entertainment industry is yes. bothering you? Yeah, and it's upsetting me because I'm learning more stuff they're doing that, like, you can't show. They're doing something where, like, if, if it's a Fox title, you can't show it as, like, a repertory thing anymore. So let's say during Christmas you want to go watch Die Hard in a movie theater with a group of people who really like Die Hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, major movie theaters can't show it. Really? Yeah, that, there's more to the policy than that. Wait, but, like, hold on. So you're... This it almost sounds like your opposition is born out of this idea that you can no longer go see Die Hard. I a, I wish I, I should have picked party. I should have picked Alien because I'm more of an Alien head than oh, a okay. Die Hard head. Okay, but like it's okay. it just the fact that they're like putting these restrictions Restric- yeah, on yeah. things that they bought out that right. is really weird. Yeah, that sucks. Well, yeah. Disney's notoriously cheap and yeah. doesn't want to share anything. Yeah. It's insane. Even if they could, fortunately, make money. they don't even have a legal department, so you can just do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't exactly. worry about getting I, sued. You guys have seen Escape from Tomorrow, right? Uh, I don't know. Let's escape from oh, tomorrow. it's a movie a guy made in around 2012 where he shot it entirely oh, in, in Disney. Disneyland. No, oh, no, right. yeah, yeah, no, I haven't seen that. And Netflix bought it and put it up, but Net- Disney didn't fight it because it was going to make them look worse than if they just let it happen because right. they knew it wasn't a huge movie. Right. But it, uh, it's a fucked up movie. He really manages to make like a horror movie out of the inside of Disney. Oh, right. Because yeah. people like. What is the menacing like? It's, uh, where does the menace come from? It's uh, financially stretched, stressed parents fist fighting <laughs> with, tomorrow like, thing, with right? like these kids who are being like brats, and but like <laughs> as they're going through the ride, like you, he just keeps seeing fucked up shit, and eventually it starts to consume the whole family. Oh, it's absolutely worth seeing. That's I don't want to get into any more for anyone listening who wants yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers. It's so so fun. But the Yeti from uh, what's what's that one? I already fucked the joke up. Never oh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which one is What's that? That's that not Thunder Mountain. Called? It's um, the fuck is that one called? Yeah, well, I, the, it starts with an M. I know Matterhorn. That. Matterhorn. God damn. Matterhorn. He's back. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back. Um, yeah. I. So it is mostly like just the way they're going about everything else, and also the fact is they're gonna fucking obliterate like every other service. Right. And if this it. is if this is a sign of how they're going to use the fact that they own everything, uh, that that's not great. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's I think eventually, yeah, like they'll be so selfish, and be like we own everything that hopefully yeah. that will create a whole sub movement of like, well, what, look at all this shit operating outside of that. I, I hope that's what it is, counter but, but it's going to become industry, like but. people who are either like, yo, you're either Team Disney Plus or you're Team HBO Max, yeah. meet at the park at sundown right. yeah. for the rumble. It's like, going to be like the Warriors, except right. each of us <laughs> yeah. is defined by the by streaming, the streaming service platform. Yeah. You're like, I'm PSVU, so I'm kind of like Switzerland. Right. <laughs> and, the, and then the Criterion heads are just going to be hanging at home. Yeah. Right. They're not coming out. But yo, wait wait till I bring the metal books out. Does Criterion have a streaming service? They do. They just wow. started one because Filmstruck... Filmstruck got killed by the Time Warner thing. And mm. so Criterion now has their own channel. Wow. Uh, Everyone I, owns everything, and I don't know anything. Can't keep up with it anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, man. I remember when there was- What happened to the good old days when there was just TV? When it was United it, Artists Cable. Yeah. To watch Prime the Star. Tube. When it was- when it So was, like my Asian grandma could watch NHK from the satellite. When it was Stars and Encore. Yeah. <laughs> when it was Showtime, the movie channel, and Flicks mm-hmm. with an X. Ooh. <laughs> the Stars Encore uh, movie fu- package. Yeah. Fusion is uh, the thing that 
What was that one thing? Remember the early DVD technology that was like a rental DVD? Divix. Uh, Divix. Yeah, yeah, I remember Divix. I was just thinking that yep. dumb shit too. And I'm like, hold on, this DVD like basically is worthless after like 48 hours? Yeah, like, and it like wipes itself out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it like has like a like a parachute on its own. Right. Like you can only watch it within this period of time and then the disc is no Boom, good. Divix, that was done. insane. And I think it was this like re- like the proto red box. You had to go rent it from somewhere. I think so, but you then it just it fell box. apart after two months. Shout out Wait, to my friend Chris, whose dad bought a Divix player when it came out, and I was like, "Yo, this is a flex." Also, a shout out to Divix for making it for two yeah. months. Like, how could anyone on paper be like, "Yeah, I'll give that a shot"? Right. right. <laughs> it tells me when to watch it. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated? The library. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because uh, no, I don't want to know why. It's too upsetting to hear. <laughs> I. Had a friend of mine, uh, another comedian, Jake Weissman, was like, "You, like, I was telling him I wanted to read more, and he's like, yeah, just renew your library card. They actually have literally everything, mm-hmm. and if you have like a, even like an iPad or something, you can actually check out everything from there. But more importantly, they have, if you have a library card, you can use Canopy and Hoopla. I don't know if you've ever heard of these services, but they basically have the entire movie catalog that Prime has, but for free. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you can, and Criterion, speaking of. Wow. But like they have all that kind of shit. Wait, so you go to the library to watch it or how do you, how does that rent? No, you can work? get it on like Roku Divix or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you rent. It's a div- yeah. So you uh, go to a box. DVD. Yeah. yeah. You go to a Divix yeah. box and it gives you, it gives you an hour to watch a two hour movie. And then it melts. Uh, yeah. You have to fast forward the movie. You watch it at 3X. You have to decide what the best parts are. So what yeah, do they yeah, beam the movies into your head they or do, something? Yeah. You, Clockwork Orange style. Right. They strap you down. I'm sorry. How does it work? There's another. <laughs> yeah, it's they're both apps that are on um, like Roku and oh, but even using your, your library card allows to log you in. To... Yeah, so Holy shit. I think Canopy gives you ten a month and Hoopla gives you fifteen a month, and uh, yeah, but they have like literally everything, almost everything that's on like Prime and Hulu you can get off there. Uh, okay, so like First Reform, shout for out example. to our tax dollars. Yeah, truly subsidizing the film industry. You don't have to go to the library to do that either. You can literally just you enter right. the information on the app. You can Is watch First it on Reformed your computer on Prime. It is. I need to watch that. Uh, it's you need perfect. to watch it at the yeah. library. Yeah, you could rent it on Canopy. Miles, you don't have to go to the library and <laughs> to watch. You don't have to read books <laughs> at the library. Well, I just, don't know. That's not yeah. how I grew up doing it. What is crazy is they also have every DVD that just came out. Like even that Red Box doesn't. Right, have. right. I was. Oh, I, really? I went, yeah, because I went there because I wanted to rent something that I could not find anywhere else, and that was where I had to go. Yeah. Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> people forget, Great reference. People forget Hugo Weaving, man. They think of him as Agent Smith from The Matrix. So hi, shout out anybody who wants to rent, rent. and consume yeah. media. Get, on, tax get that library card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rent that. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Bright screens. I can fall asleep in front of them. Not all the time. But right. I think people are like, oh, be careful. Don't, you know, make sure there's no hey, light hey, on. Hey, be careful, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people are like, be careful. You want to sleep? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What that. are you doing, Eli? Hey, easy there on the on the blue oh, screen. what are you doing, Eli? Um, I will say I don't have the phone next to me to fall asleep, but like I can watch TV and pass out. I don't I've been doing that since you I was five. Fucking time right. immemorial, like, I think yeah. every kid was. So right. I'm sure like putting the screen right in front of your face, but I don't know, a few times I'll- The blue light thing you're yeah, talking about where yeah. it's like it turns on the serotonin receptor. I'm sure it does what? because yeah. I do realize too- I'm on my computer and Her Majesty's asleep or something. That bright ass blue, it's disruptive to someone who's trying to sleep versus like, it's different oh. than if you're like, look, you're right. I'm just going to oh let God. my brain fucking fizzle out while the TV's on versus right. like, 
yo, dude, that blue light is fucking me up. And then I got that, uh, what's that app called? Like Flux or something? Yeah, you Change the color temp. Yeah. And then boom, Z's instantly. Dude, that's so, I didn't realize that. You're absolutely right. Because I remember I was staying at a hotel and um, and my girlfriend at the time turned on the TV or turned on her phone, something, and that woke me up. Yeah. Right. And, and I was like, uh, and but if I was looking right at it. Aha, myth right busted. At, boom. Hell yeah. Find a new angle. That's Fine. right. Yeah. <laughs> Discovery Channel out. My Discovery myth busting channel, yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, let's talk about Apple's big moment yesterday, the big unveiling <laughs> of the iPhone. We got to look at, like, it's a bunch of new iPhones, right? Like a, a yeah, couple? And, and Apple TV announced their full thing, I think, too. There. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yep. Wow. New iPad, fucking everything. New f- yeah, the new phone. Watches. The phone has a camera on the back now that just looks like a fidget spinner. Yeah. Like if you look yeah. At it, it literally just looks it like really a fidget does spinner. Oh, the three, yeah, yeah, the three, three lenses. lenses. Damn. Um, oh, now and, I really want it. Now you can take a selfie of yourself in slow motion, which is something I've been waiting for. Oh, is the years. selfie cam the, the selfie, selfie cam now has sixty frames yeah. per second? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. And great. they're trying to coin a term for it, slowfy. No, they're not. Oh, Absolutely, nice. they are trying to make it a thing. It's very upsetting. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they really are. They put slowfy, like, slowfy. And then, like the only thing they could come up with to do with that was they did. They had a guy do the like. The yeah, like yeah. lips thing yeah, or the, like the, you shake your head. Wobble face, yeah. Yeah, wobble Throw face. Throw your cheek meat around. He's like, ah, look how crazy that was. The one. old Max L commercial yeah. coming yeah. back, coming wow. back. Wow, dude, yeah. getting reference. in that little lounge chair. Yeah. Did he have like, a scarf on? Um, no. Like something's blowing behind him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was a scarf. It's his necktie. Anyway. Uh, the oh, phone yeah, can stay bit. one meter underwater for like... I think up to 30 minutes or something. I feel like that is also what the last phone could do. I yeah. was having, when I was looking at a lot of these announcement things, I was like, doesn't that already do that already? Seems slightly cockier about it than right. they I think were the, about your ability to drop your phone in the Yeah, toilet. the three camera iPhone 11 Pro Max Super Prison or whatever the fuck that thing is. The like <laughs> super low light image imagery shit actually looked. That was the one thing I saw. I was like, oh, that's different. Right. That looks dope, actually. You cannot take photos in the dark for shit on an iPhone. Can, so can we also acknowledge that this is the iPhone 10? Like they never came out with an iPhone 9, and it infuriates. Okay, me. you know right. what? Eli, just, this is, I'm fine. sorry. I look. I have a hot take. It's what was the refreshing. XR then, or the the 9R? Yeah, well, right. the 10s was 10s. 10s. I don't know. Yeah, was no, I, for sure they definitely did one to skip a few 99. And, 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 but they're just they're normalizing it. We have to. They're normalizing right. numbers not existing anymore. What wow, next? Wow, that is dangerous. Yeah, because now dangerous. there'll be a group of children who don't know about the number nine. People are like, the Joker movie is going to be dangerous. No, the number nine yeah. erasure. Right. That's right. dangerous. People really are talking about uh, the Joker movie a lot. Like how dangerous it's going to be. How. The timing is weird. Well, I think it's shit. free. I think it's just because we are in such a tense time right now. Yeah. Anything that possibly begins to drum up any kind of fear or thoughts around, yeah. you know, violent loner crime right. uh, is, yeah, going to be a little bit uh, unsettling. Should they maybe start doing for the iPhone like what? Uh, Hard know? pivot back to the iPhone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More than that sorry later. Sorry. More than that later. That clown movie directed by the Joker. Back to yeah, the back iPhone. To, yeah. The thing I like. You know how Madden just started doing a, a new edition every year that had the year next to it, as right. opposed to yeah. like Madden 36. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if the iPhone should just be like the iPhone iPhone 2020. Yeah. Well, no, see, and then that's how they're going to get you every year now. Yeah. See, slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But um, uh, shout out to people who are probably going to line up for this. What, what's the going price on this one? Because I know they're like, we're going to be more uh, cost friendly, which just sounds like they're going to- 699 for the 11. Yeah, for the plain old 11. For that homely, broke boy phone. That doesn't even have the three frame, the it's only three got, lenses. Hold on, it's only got two lenses two on the lenses? back? Motherfucker. What am I on, welfare? Might as well just get, <laughs> might as well just get an iPhone 4S. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might as well get an iPhone X. Yeah, one of the editions is much cheaper, I think. Um, but then there's others that are. I think the XR is a, bit, a little bit cheaper. But I think the one thing that they are doing is you can get like a, a year of Apple TV Plus or whatever if you buy. Oh, included something like that. Yeah. So. So it's like the Prime, the Amazon Prime streaming thing where you get this yeah, you thing get the and it's totally unrelated. Yeah, uh, it's like please. It's like look, bro. I didn't. I wasn't fucking with the U2 album you gave me for free. Yeah. Right. So are we really gonna do this with the TV? They really, well, I mean, they're never going to live that down. An entire yeah. channel of prestige TV is probably more attractive. That would also be the a best. Oh, ladder. That would be the YouTube best troll if, if on the day that the, a, the Apple TV premiered, they're just like, here's the YouTube album. And then you just hear, and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I did see a trailer for the Jason Momoa show, C, I think it's called, where everybody's blind. Oh, right. I have a lot of questions. I yeah. mean, it's cool. It looks Jason. Uh, look. Sounds like a metaphor. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a very subtle metaphor. Yeah. Everyone is blind, and they they fear these two children who can suddenly see. My whole thing is there's like fight scenes. Come on. The sloppiest fight scenes. The sloppiest of all time. knife fights. Uh, <laughs> if everybody is is visually impaired, just like how no how sway. People are taking swings <laughs> at each other the whole time the movie ends when one of them connects yeah, with right. one punch. And it's yeah. like their friend. And that's and that's who becomes like the ruler. Right. right. And also like anyway, I have a lot of questions. I'll I'm sure there's probably more to defend itself, but like when I think about the whole premise is like these people who are blind or suspicious of these two newborns who can see, how do the ones that cannot see verify these ones can in fact see right. when they're babies? Yeah. And the I newborn, guess you do like weird the, right. shit to their face and be like, they but, wouldn't be crying if I wasn't cocking my fist back right. the babies are just like you guys look awful and they're like oh my god oh, <laughs> what the fuck they can see and talk oh no what do I look like yeah the, if everybody isn't real ugly in that world then everyone's beautiful right Jason so Momoa's like I got cloudy eyes wait even Jason Momoa's beautiful Jason come Mom on you can't you know, that when guy he, when he grows that hair out yeah what do you do? oh my goodness uh, alright we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back And we're back, and uh, let's listen to this clip from, I think it's CNBC, is that the financial one? Yep. Yeah, where uh, Jim Cramer, who I hadn't heard <laughs> speak in like 20 years. Years, yeah. He, he doesn't seem to be able to put a sentence together anymore, I'm not totally sure why, but uh, he's talking to a couple uh, business guys, it's one of those like financial shows where there are like 3,000 numbers in the frame, like on boards in the backgrounds and then racing by below. Uh, and they're, yeah, let, let's just hear what they, what they have to say about Elizabeth Warren. I don't know. In the end, I, I know Elizabeth Warren don't listen. I favor CEOs. You think it's positive to have a CEO? Uh, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, CEOs I, listen, are, you know, it's, maybe not. Am I? It is. I, I, I don't know. If she becomes president, what do you think is going to happen to the banks? Well, it's not a 
it would be a suboptimal situation for the suboptimal. Right. 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 You think, you think Elizabeth Warren pushes banks into it? Well, they're already down 20% from the highs, but. Yeah, I just think that. You know, there were these uh, hearings in the 30s uh, where they brought rich people in front of Congress. Oh, during the Depression? Trying to trash them. <laughs> it was effective. Oh, about 20 years later, we had the least uh, discrepancy in incomes in the 50s and Somebody 60s. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I, look, I've got to tell you, when you get off the desk and you talk to executives, they're more fearful of her winning. I mean, I've never heard anybody say, look, I, I, she's got to be stopped. She's got to be stopped. I, I don't know. It's, she's very, uh, she keeps going up in the polls. <laughs> wow, Yo, these motherfuckers sound like the, the people at Winterfell when the right. White Walkers are yeah. coming. They're like, the, um, uh, fuck, the polls. Uh, right. I, I, he's also doing a parody of a panicked person. He's like, what? I mean, they're, either way, uh, Bernie or Elizabeth, they both have Wall Street's number. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, maybe because Warren is cutting through to maybe people they talk to more, they're more afraid because either one of them, it's going to be suboptimal for Wall Street. Sub-optimal. And they always reference these things that when it, it was the other time that it was the worst for the working class. Like, well, you know, the 30s. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was, the, you know what was happening to rich people? But then was, someone after goes, but then that the followed 50, up with yeah, like the right. lowest amount of uh, yeah. income inequality. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, but you know, but remember the 30s. Don't they forget. They had like an existential moment too where they're trying to figure out if CEOs were necessary. Like the, no one wanted to like handle right, that yeah. thought. They're like, huh, well, I don't. They were talking about huh. a bank that hasn't had a CEO. They've just had an acting CEO for the past like year and they were like i mean ceos are a good thing right yeah <laughs> right it's like, like oh man well i mean yeah when you look at what she's proposing she's sort of like i'm gonna break up the big banks similar to what birdie's talking about yeah. and they want to basically separate like a lot of the commercial banking shit that manage like everyday people's money from the parts of the bank that do the high risk investment shit. And yeah, because like, she's going from like the inside out. And yeah, that's what really scares me. Because she's shit seen out of everything. Them. And I think like a lot of these people who are savvy about what's actually wrong with the, our banking system and our financial system, they're like, let just so you know, this is what's happening. Right. They're like, our deposits are insured <laughs> by the government. And then they use that to be like, are basically, we're gambling money that's insured. Right. And they're yeah. saying, let's, st- let's knock that shit off. And I think also, too, like a lot of it is basically trying to bring back the Glass Steagall Act which was repealed in 99, and that's when it became casino time, placebo time. Uh, And a lot of people say, you know, that's the the financial crisis was definitely spurred along by the fact that that act was repealed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just like we've been saying with Trump and the, you know, since Trump was elected, the stock market's been doing well. Like, it might not do great under Elizabeth Warren, but, like, that is not the economy. Right, exactly. Well, her whole thing is, like, if we want financial uh, independence and freedom for working people and to, like, just make everything more equitable, we have to go right through the 1%'s fucking face. Absolutely. And that's why, yeah, you see these shows where the 1%ers are huddled up and like, I mean, how do we stop the walkers? Is there, a like, a dragon? do Do we have a dragon? Yeah. No? It's curious that they don't mention Bernie whatsoever in this. Like Elizabeth Warren, that's. Uh, yeah. I, I think in their mind, they may have already dismissed him because of like, if they're thinking like most of these hacks do, it's like, well, he's a socialist. I'm mean, like, no one's going to buy that. Like yeah. what she's got is like Occupy Wall Street people. And I think maybe they see because Elizabeth Warren isn't outright describing herself as a socialist, but someone about, you know, what is it? The thing like fair capitalism or something like cap- like whatever the yeah. other code word for still capitalism <laughs> yeah. is. Um right. That maybe that's why they see maybe her as more viable and a neoliberal. 
Yeah. But it's like, but she likes, yeah. uh, what is it, compassionate capitalism or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, because also, like, what's really also ridiculous about this is that none of them are going to change anyone's minds in that conversation. There's right. no one watching that that's like, yeah, should I go with Bernie instead? You know what I mean? Right, or like somebody... right yeah, yeah. They're like, wait, what? She's coming for all of our money? Because, you know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff both of them are proposing is about having to do a lot with, like, CEO pay. And like, you know, when these people come in and like buy companies and, you know, just like loot them legally yeah, and then like not honor the pensions that they've actually put forward for like their employees, like they're saying, "Mm, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're fucking putting an end to that if we're elected. Yeah. Hopefully neither Sanders or Warren have any skeletons in their closet because- They would have been out. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe they didn't take them seriously and they were- just happy they were taking votes away from each other, but rich people will, you know, the the corporate interests they've stayed. However, in right, power this long for a reason. Considering where we're at, what the fuck could they have done? Right. That we're looking at the situation, we're looking like, uh, you know what? Maybe yeah. I'm gonna go for Biden or the Trump. mainstream media is very persuasive or at least influential and yeah I it's feel ha- like, absolutely yeah I, I agree i feel like the mainstream media ignoring sanders has hurt his standing in the polls well the bar's so low that like a mod of centrist democrat is like a, a meal ticket for some people they're just right. looking they're like well you know it's not going to be trump this time why not <laughs> just a well, little yeah. bit and that's what a lot of polls show uh recently too like there's a i think close to 60 percent, like 58 mm-hmm. percent of democrats and uh like left-leaning independents just want someone that is going to beat trump right not someone that they're excited to vote for. Yeah. So yeah. just that idea of the th- of a second term is I guess making a lot of people circling their wagons around just like just beat him first. Just yeah. beat him. Let's get and him out. fucking we'll clean up the mess yeah. after when most people have perished from student debt or medical debt. <laughs> yeah. But electability uh is, you know, we've talked about how in the media it's a way for, you know, people to sublimate their own biases yeah. like well she's not electable and it's like why uh you know because she's a woman it's like what, what? yeah and like huh? or, or joe biden's electable why well you know he just looks presidential well what do, how are you defining presidential uh, by all, the size of their veneers <laughs> right all it took was a, bl- a blood vessel to get his numbers down right a right. bursted blood vessel yeah. in his eye and people were like you know what maybe he's not the most best choice <laughs> yeah well look Although that the media definitely ignored the shit out of that. I know, right? And he was They're, like, <laughs> looks like he was auditioning for Twenty Eight Days Later. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. He's like, I was exposed to some experimental chimps yeah. who had uh, been exposed to the rage bacteria virus. Wasn't yeah. it called rage? Rage. Or it was shit? called the rage yeah. virus. Yeah. So there are some new polls out. There's one from the Economist YouGov uh, that has Warren and Biden tied at twenty six. Uh, and this is a pretty large and fairly well-trusted uh, poll. Sanders at 16, and then everybody else is basically out of it. Harris and Buttigieg at six. Everyone else two or less. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and also if, if favorability. Uh, yeah, that's dude, an interesting one. New poll. Is this a PBS poll? Yeah, it's from uh, PBS NewsHour, NPR, and Marist. Oh, okay. Um, and basically they were asking about how favorable all the candidates are. The, per, the candidate with the highest favorability rating, Elizabeth Warren, 75% favorable, 11% unfavorable, 15%, never heard of her. <laughs> Biden in second, 71% favorable, 22%, un, so twice as unfavorable, 7% know him. Bernie's at 66. It's but, interesting. 
Biden and Bernie are the they're both at seven percent. Never heard of them. Yeah, uh, or unsure. But, but yes, they fought, yeah. they by far have the lowest the lowest uh, in terms of people who they are obscure to. They are most known. Uh, Buttigieg actually has the same, like the second lowest unfavorable rating at eleven percent. Well, same as Elizabeth Warren, but thirty six percent are unsure or never heard of him. Right. So that's probably room his campaign's looking at to try and squeak him over if, in terms of favorability. But I mean, in, at, at this point, like there's gonna have to start being some some big moments, some big moms for people in like the single digits yeah. to start creeping. Yeah, it seems like it's. Warren Biden or Sanders, unless somebody else has like a huge moment in the next couple of weeks. That's the thing, though. It's like the, the the primaries are still, you know, just a little less than a year away. Right. And it's like amazing in January what's going to be the who's the front runner at yeah. that right. point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, you know, polls uh, also haunt the president also. Um, you know, he, you know, on September 11th, uh, prior to like going to, you know, a, a ceremony to commemorate the day, he was busy talking about polls and bullshit. Um, and he's like in a hypothetical poll done by one of the worst posters of them all, the Amazon Washington Post ABC, which I predicted, which predicted I would lose to Crooked Hillary by 15 points. How did that work out? Sleepy Joe, Pocahontas and virtually all others would beat me in the general election. Okay. So first of all, yes, uh, most polls about who you would vote for are hypothetical. Actually, yeah. I will wager all of all them All of them, are. yeah. But thank you. Um, it's not that the poll itself was hypothetical. I wasn't yeah. sure if he was trying to take the bite out of what, a, like, it's not right. even, they didn't actually even do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, hypothetically, if they did, that's what they would say. And I guess that's fucking up a little bit. But the thing that he's pointing at that uh, he was basically tied up with Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, and Pete Buttigieg, and Bernie Sanders in this same poll in July. And now all of them now or beating him by at least four percent. Yeah, and Sanders is beating him by nine. So he's uh, polls. Polls don't help, Mister. <laughs> I hate reality. He doesn't handle them well at all. And like, I love that it's there's still a Hillary reference thrown in there. Yeah, right. and also it didn't say uh, they were going to beat her uh, him by fifteen. Oh, they didn't say <laughs> well, that. Like, that was made up. At, at a certain point, uh, I'm not sure what number he was pointing at, but like, it, there were a few people who were like, "What is he? What are you talking about?" Maybe right. that was like so early on or something, but I'm not even yeah. sure when he. Again, it's Donald Trump, our president. Wait, what? Yep. Oh no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, it who do you it's think it president. was the whole time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought I was hoping it's a different guy. No, God. Is this the one that had uh, Biden beating him by 12 points? I believe so. A, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he tweeted that on September 11th, and over on Fox News, they were uh, paying. Their tributes to September 11th by kind of being nostalgic there, for it. There were so many weird 9-11 moments on Fox. First, it was Maria Bartiromo's birthday. Right. And she had like <laughs> one of the guys who was running the New York Stock Exchange, I think on 9-11 on as a guest, like for everyone to sort of have this like discussion. Yeah. And she was like, what would you say on this? Like it's the end of her show. What would you say on this important day? Well, I would say, you know, pray for the souls that were lost. Thank a cop. Thank a fireman. And. Also to you, Maria, happy birthday. And she's like, oh, no, 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 please don't. She was like mortified. Incredible. You could tell that she is was incredible. like, this is not. A, a fucking producer comes out yeah. with a cake that says yeah. happy birthday, Maria. She's like, just like, no, it's about 9-11. And she's like, my husband calls it International, International Day, Day, of Day of Sadness. Day of sadness. Oh. Great, great marriage going on. But um, <laughs> on Fox and Friends, yeah, um, Ainsley Earhart, you know, what's it going to take, guys, to bring the country back together? Yeah. It's sort of what her, yeah. and mind you, Carl Rove is the guest. Yes, of course he is. 
You didn't. Maybe many people out there didn't vote for President Bush, but they were supportive of our country. They were supportive. Right. Of, it didn't so matter if you're a Republican 90%. or a Democrat. Right. It didn't. Politics yeah. aside, no one was kneeling when uh, the yeah. national anthem was played. How hard, do we get back to that without another 9/11? Well, hard, hard to get back to it. Our country is so divided. There'll be a moment where, where we will come together, a moment where this bitterness in our politics and the divisiveness will, will drop away. It doesn't need to have 9-11, but it does need leadership, and it needs, a, uh, it needs people who, who in Washington who will help bring us together. That'll happen. What do we need? What, what, what needs to happen? What does it take to get these black people in check, Carl Rove? Another 9-11? <laughs> like, really, yeah, that's the gist of it, was... essentially. She's like, what is going to shut these people up? Right. A nine eleven, and also like the kneeling. The, yeah, the what? kneeling is the thing that bothers her the most. That's that was what she led with. Like, yeah, right. I mean, sadly, we're already looking at multiple humanitarian crises that are at the hands of this president, and I think it's it's gathering a certain group of people together on one side. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess in her mind, you know, what's a nine eleven good for? Yeah, you know, couple parades and. There's almost no way that Trump isn't fantasizing about there being a 9-11 or some sort of attack on the country behind the scenes because of like what it did to Bush's approval rate. Absolutely. He, yeah. Like somebody needs to get a like get a recording of him doing that because he's doing it. Like I, I can tell you that that for a fact he is somewhere being like, I mean, if if we had another 9-11. Some kind of 9-11. What's crazy is uh, there's also just been a, an insane amount of mass shootings. Right. But it, even that is like, well, you know, you know uh, right. like Las Vegas was yeah, like- also like you have your opportunities to bring the country together. Right. Yeah. You actually do if you didn't go so far off the fucking deep end in this fucking ninth circle of hell or wherever we're at now. Right. But like, yeah. It's funny, too, because the bar is so low for him to start yeah. picking up points. Right. Like, if he said, yo, climate change is a fucking- it's a fucking problem, y'all. Right. People will be like, you know what? Yeah. Some people might fucking come around. And that's why there was a recently a Republican came out and he's like, I'm a conservative Republican and climate change is fucking real, y'all. Yeah. And people were like, yes, yeah. yes. Like, <laughs> see how low the fucking bar is for y'all? It's our hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, what's his name? The the guy who's running against Trump now. Why am I blanking on him? Mark Sanford. Uh, no, the other guy. The Bill Weld. Joe. Joe. Joe uh, fucking Walsh. 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 Thank you. Yes. Yeah, he's coming up. He's like, look, man, I drank the. I I was into it, and now I'm not. And people are like, holy wow. shit! <laughs> what the fuck? And that guy, like, really? Yeah. That's the Mr. option. Mr. Birther, yeah. like Obama, Bin Laden, insane guy. And he's like, look, I just don't like Trump anymore. And other conservatives are like, I'm glad finally someone said it. I'm yeah. glad someone was opportunistic yeah. enough to actually risk a little bit of their yeah. credibility in the party. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, <laughs> the weather map scandal is continuing to percolate because it has gone higher where uh, it wasn't just, <laughs> wasn't just Wilbur. Wilbur Ross. It was Trump's chief of staff, acting Ugh. chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, who told Wilbur Ross to tell somebody they'd be fired if they didn't uh, correct a tweet that uh, was already correct but contradicted the president. So, like, I've heard people be like, you know, there's real problems in the world. People are talking about a, a weather map that Trump drew on with a Sharpie. But I don't think it's insignificant. The no, guy, that's someone who is no, unwilling to accept reality. Yeah, exactly. It underlines everything that is terrifying about him, right. that even his followers and fans need, like, have to acknowledge. Yeah, right. 100%. They're like, yeah. oh, just objectively, yeah. this isn't obsessive behavior. Right. 
Just to but, get so but, fixated but, and on And then this? the way his supporters, his somehow people still support him, are like, well, he's just doing what he wants to do, and that's the kind of guy we need. Right. You know? <laughs> they're, yeah. just like, they're just like, yeah, you know what? He wants to rewrite history. Give him the, give him John 3.16. Let him rewrite it. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> right. it's so insane that that's their logic to it. John 3.16, for God loved the world so much, <laughs> he's giving you 20% off Ivanka's new pantsuit <laughs> line. Enter code, we're yeah. fucked. <laughs> do we think there's, like, if Trump came out and started espousing some like liberal-ish views like would there be room for him to pick up points like that's the theory of the case for from like Javanka, right they're like uh, yeah that was also i think the theory early on i think when he right. got elected where they're like well yeah he used to he used to have democratic leanings yeah. so he's probably just it's like gonna be an inside job and i mean like, dave really? Chappelle told me to give him a chance i'm still waiting to see <laughs> yeah. what's gonna what's yeah gonna it happen. ain't happening I mean, I think like, when we've seen it, though, too, right? We just talked yesterday about how the numbers haven't changed since he got dunked on in the midterms, or the party right. got dunked yeah. on, too, and there's been no adjustment. Right. So at this point, if he did, I'm sure there are people who might be duped by that and be like, well, I don't know. He might, he might, he might not be all that bad. Right. Even though everything else he's done to this point suggests he is. Yeah, including think, canceling of fucking the Republican primaries. Right. Like, yeah. He's like, oof. Has that ever been done before? I don't yeah, think so. people have done that before. Oh, oh really? they have? Mm-hmm. All right. Ugh. Let's talk about canceled people. John Bolton. <laughs> John 316 Bolton. <laughs> oh, uh, he has decided he wants to make a scene after being your fired by Trump. Like, he was texting people while they were on the air. On the air because he was so incensed that the reports were coming out that Trump had fired him. Yeah. And it was all over on MSNBC. Andrea Mitchell was saying, quote, he was tweeting his objections. He was texting reporters, including our own reporters at the White House immediately. I was on the air when this all happened. It happened one minute before we started the show. Blah, blah, blah. We went wall to wall. Uh, and people were texting in and showing me their texts from John Bolton as we were rocking back and forth. And then he was even, he, you know, he checks all his boxes. He also got to Brian Kilmeade at Fox. Uh, and even John, like, as he said on the air, I think John Bolton just texted me just now. He's watching. And he said, let's be clear. I resigned. Um, so I, and everyone is basically saying like what he's been saying around to like reporters, just like not just clarifying that he resigned. Is yeah. that like, I have a lot to say. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know what I really think. You mess with the petty bull, you get the petty horns, man. <laughs> exactly. I just don't know, you know. Is he scorned enough that he will actually be someone who's going to give a sober critique? But the, And then again, he's coming from a planet I've not even heard of. So yeah. I have a feeling the most we can expect from him is like, Trump is bad and he wouldn't let me do wars. <laughs> yes. right. And that's yeah. it. I just I do think that's his main objection is that he wouldn't let him start that war with Iran like he I want to do wars. To. He wouldn't let me do wars. Yeah. I want to yeah. do wars with Kim Jong-un. He didn't want to let me do wars <laughs> then. It's like, I don't I don't know if this guy wants to do wars, but I think also he you know I, I don't know if he's gonna like attack Trump as being too dovish or something too, or if he's really gonna be like this guy is actually a threat to national security from a sober. Place, I think but I, don't I think, think so. when when Trump's done when the presidency's over, fingers crossed, real fucking hard on that, but like that. That's when all the books and stuff that are going to be really not holding back are going to come out. Yeah, which is sad because yeah. you have a chance now to alert people to how bad things could be in there. And you're just being like, mm, I'm just going to give like a real, you know, middle of the road take. I mean, all the books that are coming out now have just 
absolutely terrifying statements coming out. They're just anonymous oh, yeah. right now. Right, They're, right. Yeah. So I, we'll just like get attribution that it was all Kellyanne Conway. Like, right, right, exactly. And like, want, yeah. The closest I think we got was, uh, was it Bernstein or Woodward? One of them wrote- Yeah, Woodward. The, Woodward broke the book. Yeah, that's I think the closest we've got to like an unfettered thing right, right But now. you almost kind of want like Mattis, who yeah, was yeah, Secretary no, of Defense, to come out and be like, yep. this guy, I'm a fucking general- yeah, I'm telling y'all. Like, I'm out here. Actually, I've I've put yeah. I've put numbers on the board <laughs> on in the field. This say. guy is fucking wacky. We totally. need to do something, and he's a threat. Meanwhile, it's like you know, I don't want to. I'm not going to say anything against the president. It's like, dude. Yeah, but meanwhile, all they can talk about behind the scenes is like, you guys have no idea how close you are to being fucked, and we're saving you. Like, yeah. yeah, from this madman. Also, you think those are people who are like sort of. It's actually not that bad, and they're just lying because they know people will believe it, and then they get to feel like a hero at a dinner party. No, I think it's that bad, and yeah, <laughs> they, uh, that's how I get away. That's how I. Sleep but at that's night. like the cowardly way of dealing with it is just like you know doing yeah. damage control and stealing papers from his desk. It's fucking Firefest, yeah. yeah, as a administration, right? No one's telling Billy McFarland, "Yo, knock this shit off." Right. Like, well, I mean, some people did. They got your fired, which yeah. is sort of what's happening <laughs> yeah. now. And so the yes people keep working us into oblivion. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I saw how Firefest ended. We should, we should be fine. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for Firefest part two. Firefest right. Earth. Right. All right. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, let's talk about Hasbro's new Monopoly uh, edition. Yeah. Uh, because Monopoly socialism was so funny where they like shit on- uh, Laser focused. Sh- sharing <laughs> things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now they have decided to take a crack at uh, feminism, mm-hmm. it seems like. With Miss Monopoly. Oh, watch out, girl. Yeah, uh, <laughs> with a nice young woman holding a cup of Starbucks, like what can only be presumed to be like Starbucks coffee. Right. Uh, with her hand on her hip. And it says, first of all, who is Miss Monopoly? She is Mr. Monopoly's niece and a self-made <laughs> investment guru here to update a few things. It's about time. Um, now, when you look into it, though, this is obviously just a cynical cash grab. Uh, for people who are maybe dumb enough to think that this is meant to like be an empowering yeah. edition of Monopoly. Uh, they made her a niece. They call it a celebration of women <laughs> entrepreneurs and inventors. In it, female players start the game with more money than men and also collect more when passing go. What? The front wow. cover declares it, quote, the first game where women make more than men. Yes, queen. I mean, look, <laughs> it's true. The pay pay gap is very real, but like yeah. what a flippant way to deal with it. Right. Also, like isn't Monopoly, the idea behind actual Monopoly is like this is how it is out there, guys. Like yeah. it, this is supposed to mimic actual capitalism. Mm-hmm. And to mimic actual capitalism, they're giving women like a, a f- leg up. Like that, it just seems like it's, I don't know. I don't know that how that's supposed to feel empowering. Yeah, especially because like Miss Monopoly's from generational wealth, right? Obviously. Well, she's a niece. You don't know how That's Mr. True. Monopoly's brother did. He could be a deadbeat. That's true. You know what I mean? Maybe she inherited from from him. He could be like that kid in Succession who was like vomiting uh, in his yeah. like uh, animal suit in that yeah. first season, and that then somehow great. got swept up in the company. But the way they keep going on is, dude, a fun a new take on the game that yeah. creates a world where women have an advantage, often enjoyed by men. 
Okay, then it says, although the company adds that, quote, if men play their cards right, they can make money too. Great. Um, <laughs> players, rather than purchasing properties, will, quote, invest in inventions created by women. Things like Wi-Fi Ugh. and chocolate chip cookies. Amazing. What? That is incredible. Fucking <laughs> This was invented by the Has Bro. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is. By fucking Tox Bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's on the cup, on the front of the box, it says, without women, we wouldn't have Wi Fi or chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Way to like send, just to do a full U turn. I'm like, oh, dope Wi Fi and chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. That's... I... Do you want your, your head to fully fall off? Please. At so, this point. one of the new tokens you can play with. Like, you know, like race car, yeah. or whatever. This one has a watch. Okay. But Hasbro's Jen Boswinkle told USA Today, Boz. this is because it's about time for some changes. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I think that conveys that message yeah, very that clearly. It says it all. They should just be like, rather than Miss Monopoly, it should be like manless earth monopoly. Right. Yeah, or all men have died because they're useless. First, now do y'all think first reformed monopoly? Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. yeah. They I don't even understand I, again. You know, cash grabs, holler. Truly, that is. <sighs> You're really at a loss for words, Jack. I, you, the chocolate chip thing really fucked you up. Chocolate chip yeah. cookie. What like that? That's the thing that they keep coming back to chocolate chip cookies as like. Yeah, women can invent things. Like they can ba- bake a neat right, cookie. Right, right. One of the well, pieces should be a whisk. Well, don't like, let crazy. <laughs> yeah. Don't let people think that women are actually capable of creating things like Wi-Fi. Bring it back a little bit. Yeah. Let's tamper the, the Wi-Fi thing and with chocolate chip cookies. Totally, just obscure. Like the also, also that by the way, the CEO of Wi-Fi. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like that. It's a, invest in. Uh, I just hate it so much. It's like so patronizing already yeah, that yeah. like I failed to. See, it, hey, look, Hasbro, y'all, fucking stop. It is not. Yeah. Wait they, till the Black Lives put, Matter monopoly. Comes oh my out. god. <laughs> yeah. White people get less money than black people, and when they go to jail, uh oh, like. Yeah, I guarantee you that has been at some point pitched. Oh, you There's know what? No has. Way. If this shit got that's out, that's what I mean. Yeah, imagine what the discard pile is right. of ideas in those fucking meetings. Seriously. Oh uh, my god, I can't actually. I, it almost pains me to think of what things. I mean, again, every day with the kind of shit that's said out loud in these boardrooms or even advertising agencies. But like, if we got Miss Monopoly and they made Socialism Monopoly, that were such fucking bizarre, off, bad takes on things. What what didn't make it through the filter? And who did they test these two? Did they bring people in that they're like, how would you feel about a Miss Monopoly or a Mrs. Monopoly or right. a, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, and in this one, you can play with a new token, the biological clock, because it's ticking. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they, you have to turn on an actual ticking clock while you're going around yeah. the board. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, uh-oh, you got too successful. Yeah. Calm down. That's it. <laughs> We're shutting the timer off. She can't be self-made though. She has to be related to Mr. Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, I guess what in their like in the expanded universe of Monopoly, this unbelievable tiny guy, we like we needed to think that he had a niece. Yeah. Right? And did they make it a niece so it didn't seem like too much like there wasn't that much nepotism involved? Or maybe just so that they had the same last name, Monopoly, you know. Right. Because they didn't want to make it like his younger wife. <laughs> is, is her name? I wonder what her first, if it's like Jane Monopoly. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like some common. I mean, I don't know. As far as what's on the box, all you know is she is Mr. Monopoly's niece. Yep. First right. up. Somebody needs to do the Black Lives Matter Monopoly uh, 
like sketch. Or... Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I'm sure SNL at this point. Look, uh, I know the entire SNL writers room is listening. Yeah, right. uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, please do this. Yes, uh, guys, the vape wave uh, may be crashing. R.I.P. Trump has it in his crosshairs, and, uh, you know, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, he was saying, what, he's going to recommend, like, very aggressive guidelines? Yeah, basically they are going to try and outlaw any vape flavors that aren't tobacco-flavored. Between this and paper straws, we're going to be fine, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're good. (laughs) Right. We're good. Saved. odd. I wonder if this was the, again, for him, he needs a victory. This seemed to be the lowest hanging fruit where he could regulate something that people were concerned about and not rock a boat too hard. There there have yep. been five deaths and hundreds of illnesses caused by like acute pulmonary injuries from vaping, like vaping related injuries. But how does that compare to tobacco smoke? Right. Like how like how many thousands of people have died in that time from smoking tobacco? But that made by the same companies is still legal or guns like other people are pointing out on yeah, Twitter, the... literally a, a million environmental laws uh well you know i mean the flavors i i get i get it for their you know we've met concerned parents very recently yes. who they their kids vape and they're like god damn man we can be jeweling for at like 13 14 or whatever yeah I and don't... i get like why you don't you want to knock that shit off sure but i have no problem with the them making it at like taste worse i mean to get a nicotine buzz when i was a kid you had to put something awful tasting in your mouth and there's no reason these kids yeah. shouldn't What'd you have chew, to do man? the same What'd you chew? yeah what was your no just Skull? tobacco like cigarette smoke was fucking tastes terrible oh i thought you meant i thought your it pack tasted like yeah it, that's i thought i was like you have skull i thought well, it was chalk. gonna taste yeah. like it smelled you know tobacco smoke and ugh. Let's talk about that Caroline Calloway essay. Uh, Caroline Calloway, the real Mrs. Monopoly. The real Mrs. Monopoly. Self-made. Yeah, so there's a viral piece of content that's going around that's basically a long read about... uh, I don't know. I'm just happy that there's a viral piece of... Like a thing that a lot of people are reading that's like a really great piece of writing. This person's like a really good writer. Yeah, and it's just sort of chronicling... You know, it brought people in because it's about this woman, Caroline Calloway, who, you know, is an influencer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, who, on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And, like, lives her impossible life gallivanting around the world. And, you know, going to Cambridge as an American was kind of like her first hook point or whatever. And then through this piece, you find out just sort of how this other woman was help, was essentially the brains behind a lot of the writing. Yeah, right. Including her book deal and things like that and how their relationship was, you know, completely fucked up and manipulative. But it, again, it's one of those things that you read, like where you feel bad because when this woman's talking about all the shit she went through, I'm like, damn, that sucks. And you might yeah. work in some desk job. And then as I read, I'm like, dude, I hope you get a fucking book deal or some kind oh, of yeah. opportunity because it really did read like this piece of like millennial uh, literature, fanfic, or not fan fiction, but like uh, just a tale that was had drama and all these things. Sure. I don't know. Very, I, very well. Read. I think it, yeah, I think it's a good read, but I also think it's like, it's interesting what's being eye opening for people where they're like, well, nothing's what it seems in the influencer world. And it's like, yeah, oh, you mean yeah, the new no reality shit. TV? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's oh. not a surprise at all. Someone like, writes that? And it's crazy that people look at anyone who's big from social media as not being another extension of Hollywood, just not in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just myth making. And yeah. yeah. And there's a theory, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, floating around that, that the article is part of the narrative that both of them are doing together i don't buy it but that's, oh wow but to just drum yeah. up more interest in like their 
project or right, whatever right. that book or, they're yeah, working. or anything. Yeah, something where it's like because she didn't shut off her comments on her when she posted it, but when Caroline Calloway was posting about it, like she didn't do what most people do when these things come out, which is they like step away. She's like still in the middle of waiting in a lake of shit and being like, yeah, this is what I had think about it. And like, right. if anyone sound off in the comments, this like, seems to be like the main thing that even she even mentions in the article that she, everything is part of her narrative and she can't stop sharing like whatever she's going through at that moment. Right. Um, and, and she's trying to get, it was like, she was trying to get ahead of it in a really like, I don't know. She like in a way that she's like, I have nothing to hide, and maybe that'll help me defend myself when this damning yeah. news comes out. Right. And just sort of like, it's gonna be a great piece. All of her tweets and shit, or yeah. like IG stories before, like, yeah, it's gonna be like genius writing. I already know. Yeah. That's what that's what bugged me about it is that no, that her the way she's like talking about it is she's like, just make sure to check out the article. Yeah, that's great. That well, yeah, because fucking... it's good for her. It's yeah. good publicity. I didn't know who Caroline Calloway was prior to this. Yeah. And, I mean, it's. It's interesting. Like, I was I was not surprised by how much of her posts was written by this writer. I was right. yeah. The only things that surprised me were that she was able to build up this uh, persona and this influence, like this following of people, by starting out by like buying followers. That was like before it got more regulated, right? right. Yeah, the That's, FTC stepped in. Yeah, but I mean, she started completely synthetically and right. Uh, and then eventually, and it was like after a meeting with literary agents where they were like, we're not going to buy a book from you. You don't have any like followers, followers like, or anything. Yeah. She's oh. like, oh, okay. And then went and like bought a bunch of followers. Yeah. Just like them. very cynical and straightforward. Uh, yeah. It yeah. really speaks to the in- industry and everything surrounding this person. Yeah. Yeah. As right. What people should be paying attention to. Because yeah. the impetus was the, th- the, her, her obstacle to achieving what she wanted to as a writer was yeah. that she, they said, you're not famous enough. Yeah. So that completely changed her priorities. Yeah. She had to then focus on building a persona rather than like yeah. honing in her craft, which you know, romantics would be like, focus on your art, right? And fuck what they say. Yeah. But it's a, it's like any really good piece of writing. Like the char- the main character of the piece, like the Caroline Calloway uh, person, who's like the subject of the piece. Like you, you don't just feel one way about her. It's like yeah. a she's conflict. complex. You have like complicated feelings about her yeah. and like what she's doing, and you know, she seems to be somebody who has who's struggling with different. Uh, you know, issues and uh, yeah. I mean, the addiction part of it. She not, doesn't really touch on sobriety right, at any point. Yeah. Like even when she write, wrote that thing about like this was during my toughest time when I was addicted to pills and right. But she's not at any point indicating that she's, she's out in of the, recovery. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. She's just like, and I know with some of that, there's like anonymity is the point, and right. you don't want to show that it's a failure. But she still isn't. Doesn't say like. I'm currently sober, unless I missed yeah. it, but she's really not pushing that part. Right, yeah. They didn't talk about it in the piece. I, I did get the sense that maybe that was like she got the book deal while she was using Adderall and then had to write it after she was able to use it because of addiction, and maybe that's where things fell apart. Yeah, um, really, I mean, I can't tell people enough to read this. Cause yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's really, it reads like some shit you would think like when we're in our 50s, like kids would read. It's like, I read that. 
that book at school about like weird influencer liar people. And yeah. I think this might be the first thing that Lifetime will take an influencer story and make it like right. the Caroline Calloway Can story. The, uh, unauthorized. Yeah. It's going to be so cringy to see some of the shit she said was yeah. like, we went out in like uh, Italy and she got like 900 outfits she had to bring because she had to cram <laughs> in like a week's worth of images and different <laughs> yeah, outfits yeah. into one day of shooting. Yeah. And just like how cringy, like, oh God. I thought the part where she like tore up the carpet that was dark. Yeah, that was. I, mean, was, I like. Was I mean, that's cringing. amphetamine addiction. That's totally, like, yeah. yeah, when things are real dark and like you're just completely obsessive. Yeah, right. Tissue and, boxes on your feet. Yeah, yeah. listening to her be like I, pulling splinters out of her feet. I was like, oh my god, What's going that is. On? Yeah, that's a real powerful shot of but the movie. It, also, too, like the woman Natalie, who was her ghostwriter, she was very. I saw a lot of things that I had experienced too, where you're kind of intoxicated by someone's fame or the proximity to them totally, and will like sort of overlook many things because in a way your ego gets wrapped up in your association with a person and you completely put your own well-being out the window. For some reason. Yeah. No. And then eventually like it sort of plays out to this just really shitty end. That's why when people are like, oh, be careful of toxic um, relationships also that that extends to friendships oh 100 yeah. yeah. even more so because i think that'll inform how you approach relationships yeah, yeah. it had like gatsby vibes to me like yeah. obviously i don't want to compare any piece of writing but even the fact like she described a lawn really well one time and that was like something i noticed in gatsby it's like, like gatsby said smash that like hashtag adventure but i mean there's like there's a moment right now where you know we're starting to see really great writers like who write about the present moment like I'm reading Gia Tolentino's book Trick Mirror that's really cool and about like living in a world where everybody's on social media and like having grown up in that world. I'm on the waiting list for that at the library. It's Oh really? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> like it's... you can't get the ebook yet? Even the ebook, I think they only have like so. I don't know how that works, but they only have so many copies of like oh, the ebook. Really? So I oh, so people don't on. get to go hog wild with the ebooks, right? Exactly. Okay. So, well, guys, KFC is uh, they, ready to fuck. Yeah, they yeah, are. KFC, <laughs> they KFC are is DTF. Yeah. yeah. By the uh, way, did, did, did that's did, it. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we just want to say. KFC was horny. Do, I don't know if you know this, but a few months ago, the Colonel on commercials was RoboCop. Like the actor who played RoboCop, or it was no, RoboCop no. with the goatee. R- R- exactly. Look, look up the picture. It is incredible. Uh, it wow. made me... that, was that a TV ad? Yeah, they would like the parents were sitting there eating, and then suddenly fucking Ro- RoboCop as the Colonel just burst <laughs> oh, into the room. Oh damn! With so, I mean, their whole marketing thing right now is like WTF? <laughs> Throw guys. shit at the wall and yeah. see what sticks. But uh, one of the things they're doing right now is a dating game, a dating simulator game, where you are trying to fuck Colonel Sanders. He's like a handsome animated dude uh, who's young but still has gray hair and a gray goatee. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's a very Japanese dating sim aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, right. he's animated the fuck out with an impossible jawline. Yeah. Uh, so, and the premise is... Very odd and creepy. Yeah, what well, it's like you are a uh, promising culinary student, mm-hmm. and you're one of your fellow students is the colonel, and yeah. then like you guys have uh, chemistry. Of does some he go sort. by the colonel, and does he look? Like, I think so. Yeah, well, incredible, Colonel Sanders. Wow. I mean, it's called "I Love You, Colonel Sanders." So. Yeah, that's true. I know, and it's also very Japanese in that one of the professors is a dog. 
Yeah. Very animate. You know, like, <laughs> let's just, look, let's live in a world where you want to fuck Colonel Sanders, okay? Don't worry if the yeah. professor's a dog. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's the least okay? of the problem. Have you seen his, look at that hair. So, uh, one really strange thing I learned in this story that was uh, written by our writer, J.M. McNabb, is that Mother's Day is KFC's best-selling day of the year, uh, and they have been doing weird romance novel, like romance things with Colonel Sanders uh, every Mother's Day. Like they had a stripper video where Colonel Sanders was like a hot dude who stripped for you. Mm. Uh, They wrote a full length romance novel about Colonel Sanders just having a bunch of sex with a fictional heroine. Uh, This is a quote from one of those. Sometimes it seemed as though the two of them had been made to love each other and they tried to do so at every given opportunity. I uh, and none of that has none of that has any like plugs to KFC. Like it's have just to. like yeah, exactly. Just if Thus look. begins chapter 9 of Tender Wings of Desire. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's what I was looking for. It's so strange to me that Mother's Day is KFC's number I, that blows one. My it mind. makes me upset yes. that that many lame ass partners are like all right, let's get KFC then. Let's take take take. Is, is it yeah. that? Is it that that many moms because they have been slowly been uh, incepted by the KFC marketing <laughs> people that they want to? They have a deep desire to have sex with KFC. Yeah, who's making the request here? Did suddenly like kids and and husbands were they suddenly like or partners? They were like, you know what? You need a break. Let's take you to KFC. Or was she like, I need a break. Let's get to KFC. Go around the table really quick. In your mind, what do you think is the best? What restaurant's best day of the year is Mother's Day? In your mind. If you if you if I was about to read that stat to you because KFC is at the no, bottom. No, it's not of KFC. It would be like Olive think? Garden, maybe. Okay. We're gonna go with casual. Yeah, I would think cheesecake, cheesecake factory. factory yeah. You know, fucking Marie I calendars. I didn't know how fancy we were getting, but I cheesecake just in was general my because yeah, yeah. it has to be sure. national, baby. Yeah, yeah. Any of those. Yeah, Olive Garden cheesecake, um, Carabas. I keep going to Italian. Let me try wow. it. But any of those like <laughs> macaroni grill, macaroni grill, <laughs> chilies. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, like anything, literally anything else where you can sit down and talk and like yeah, and have food brought to you rather than just going to a counter. Yeah, yeah. I look, Zaykang, if you understand why, if you're a mother who requests KFC on Mother's yeah, please. Day, please let me know what's up. Is it because yeah. you're horny for yeah. KFC? I mean, it might not actually be food for the mother. It might be food for the kids while the dad takes the mom out to eat. So every lazy <laughs> ass, right? They bring them to the daycare center known as KFC, <laughs> and then they go to Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> right? Uh, oh boy, spectacular! Well, yeah, not all of their. Uh, Attempts at marketing have worked out so well that so they did uh, something super cynical, which was they uh, kickstarted or indie agogoed indie gogoed uh, a couple ideas like they wanted to design a Kentucky Fried hot tub. Great, it was a hot tub that looked like a bucket of chicken. And <laughs> Colonel on Ice ice skating show, mm. uh, and they asked for. Uh, like three million users to raise the funds for them. What they did, like, oh my god, that is amazing. That they're like, well, you know, we have all this money, but we'd rather you guys. And they got two uh, six hundred sixty-five dollars uh, of funding for the hot tub, even though they were trying to get to like hundreds of thousands. So they got basically like one percent of both of them. Uh, so, that, but hey, but it raises awareness. You know? That's yeah. But that's, that's their whole plan. That's capitalism at its truly. Most well, bad yeah. Shit. I mean, it was never like they were gonna actually hit right, that right. number. But it's just, crazy that that was a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, their whole thing is like they—they're like, dude, stupidity is our strength. Yeah, Quite but, literally, is what their advertising create marketing director said. 
Yeah. That's incredible. That is truly, and that's where we're heading. That's a model that is going to be taught in classes in 30 years. People are going to be like, you just remember KFC was the rogue one. Yeah. He didn't just say that like off the cuff. Uh, He gave a presentation at the Cannes Lions Festival, which is like a film festival for advertising. And he was dressed as Colonel Sanders and had a PowerPoint where the main thing said stupidity is our strength. So I'm picturing the meeting just being like, all right, guys, get done with it. What do you got first? Robocop. Too dumb. Uh, yeah, for, not uh, dumb enough. Not dumb enough. Confucky fried chicken. Too smart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, really dumb it down. I, I will say Robocop being in that ad did make me yearn for in the early 90s when all the R-rated movies had like toy lines and shit. Yeah. yeah. That was that. Awesome. That was the best. I think the Robocop one had uh, like a popper thing you could snap on the back of his thing to make it look like Amal a nitrate? shooting. No, you know, like, oh. uh, no, not poppers. Andy. <laughs> Uh, not fucking fun, not that fun kind. The, the like, okay, you know, like cap, like a cap gun. Yeah, yeah. And but sometimes it would come in paper strips, and you could like beat the shit out of them. They're like, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. you would feed that into the back of the RoboCop, of the RoboCop toy, RoboCop and you toy. could snap it on the back while you held the the anyway. Yeah, and the Terminator's chest would explode and fire out something. Yeah, look, it's all the, great. Stuff. And we never got to see the movie. I didn't know he shot a guy's dick off. You didn't? At the, I didn't see. Oh, but oh, I had at the, the toy. Time, yeah, at, yeah. yeah, at the oh, toy. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I was like, I have the toy. I saw that movie way too young. Did you? Same. Was so into it. Yeah, like, same. Like, Whoa, rewind yeah. that part. Yep. The part where the dude gets liquefied it's really blew my mind. Same. Same. I remember that very fondly when my, I was a kid. Qu- my question the is- dad is, from that 70s show. Is the stupidity are as strength tactic due to the fact that a lot of the people they're marketing to who are around our age, who are completely cynical when it comes to traditional madmen type advertising thinking or strategy, right. that they're like- they only fuck with memes and dumb shit. Right. Like, that's the only way you're going to get yeah. them to talk because the slick shit, no one gives a fuck about. Totally. Yeah, if it if it's sending a message and you can kind of understand why that message is being sent, like, it, kids are, like, somewhat allergic to it, I feel like, is the general, like, idea right. behind their... I, yeah. So you just have to... It has to be nonsense. I think, like, if you go around, like, if I was, like, a hustler doing, like, brand awareness shit as a yeah. consultant, I'm like, look, here's the thing, guys. Like, look, Avia sneakers. Here's the deal, man. You got to make your brand... Like, if your brand was a person, these kids want to fucking jewel and smoke weed with this brand. Right. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So look what I did with KFC, man. Right. Fucking dumb as fuck. But look, they love it. Because right. why? Like, yeah. Colonel's hot. He's fucking weird. You know what I mean? Setting a Ugh. great precedent. Yeah. Gen love Z it. fuckers are eating the yeah. shit up. I love yeah. it, dude. <laughs> fucking love it, man. Uh, well, shit. Eli, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank man. you guys for having me for having me back. Thank you so for ha- thank you so much for having me back. There yes. it is. Thank no, you, you know what? So. After that performance, <laughs> sure. uh, where uh, where can people find you? And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yeah, there's a tweet I enjoyed from at um, Mighty Monica, Monica with a K, which was LOL. Everyone's arguing online very seriously about that Lana Del Rey album, like it doesn't have a Sublime cover on it. <laughs> it <laughs> does it. have a Sublime cover. It does, and yeah. a, quite a choice of Sublime song to cover. But I loved it, and um, people can find me at Eli Olsberg on all the socials, and yeah. uh, check out Closure, the podcast that never ends on iTunes. Oh shit! Daniel Johnston passed away. The, uh, from the devil and Daniel that literally Johnson. was just now the 9-11 thing that happened where the birthday cake came out i was like follow me at eli olsberg and you're like uh r.i.p daniel johnson yeah, <laughs> and, yeah exactly sorry to bring out a birthday cake during your 9-11 no, all good r.i.p daniel johnson follow me on all the socials yeah miles where can people find you oh man i'm sorry about that you know oh. really took the wind out of yourselves uh where do we go from here um Social media at Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Um, 
and a tweet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tweet I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yeah yes. a tweet uh, yes. from Reductress. Report. Everyone knows you're high. <laughs> and I just need to die. Also, another one. Report. Couple looks related. I can never get over it. Whenever oh, people talk yeah. about couples looking related, I think of yeah. three very distinct couples in my mind. I can't say them out loud. I do think one of them does listen to the show, and now I've given up the ghost. But guess <laughs> yeah. what? Y'all look the same. Get ready to explain yeah. yourself. Y'all look like brother they and know. sister. They're, they're not. I, I dated a girl who kind of looked like me once, and I when like somebody the, was like- Like the lady version of you? No, not like the exact lady version, but when oh. someone was like, you, got, you guys kind of look alike, I was like, yeah, I oh, guess okay. kind of. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that said, RIP Daniel Johnson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly. Some tweets I've been enjoying- Eli Uden tweeted, if assault rifles used frickin' jewel pods, then maybe Republicans would ban nicotine bullets for children? Kind of lost the thread here, but please, RT. (laughs) And just a fun anecdote from Peyton at Peyton. Uh, My roommate broke up with his girlfriend last night at a fancy restaurant, and she started bawling. Everyone thought he proposed to her and started clapping. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Alfred the Great tweeted, Breaking, John Bolton has signed with the Patriots. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on Miles by Second Read Today. Oh, man. This is a band I've just started listening to, and I'm digging it. I'm liking the vibrations. Nickelback, yes, exactly. This is an oldie but a goodie. No, this is from Mild Life. Uh, they're a band from Melbourne, Australia, and they, dude, they're a very tight band, okay? They're grooving. The rhythm section is in the fucking pocket. They just have, like, you know, psych disco groove shit going on. It's very dope. This track is epic. It's like eight minutes long. So please do yourself a favor and listen to the track all the way through. It starts off with a little bit of arpeggiated synth. And you're like, man, this is some arpeggiated synth. What the fuck is this? Then the beat comes in. You're like, oh, what the fuck? What's my shoulder doing? Oh, it's bobbing up and down. What the fuck? My toe. It's tapping. Um, There's just slick. Look, everyone's, everyone's just killing it. So this is called The Magnificent Moon by Mild Life. Please listen to the whole song. Please buy their albums. Okay. Damn. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.